Hey everybody, welcome back, Bass University Live. Um, great Hank Cherry, what, what an awesome deal. Uh, Alex, what a champion. What, he has really grown into being a, a, a tremendous ambassador for the sport. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so appreciative of what he's doing for, uh, for everybody and, and your military. So it's, it's, it's got to ring true to you too. It does, yeah. And, you know, support from Hank and anyone else, now, it really goes a long way to help the first responders in the military. You know, people might not say it means a lot to them, but it really does feel good to know that the support's behind you and everything. And, you know, like you said, Hank's just the truest champion, you know, there could ever be. I mean, we were even talking after we went to commercial. He said he was going to fish the Opens, but decided not to because he wanted to give others the opportunity that we're trying to get where he was. And, I mean, if you think about it, the guy's probably giving up money so someone else has an opportunity, and that's just an awesome gesture from him. It's an awesome way to, awesome way to go about things. And, you know, that's, that's what you want out of your back-to-back Bassmaster Classic champion. But I'm excited here. I know he's having a little technical difficulty, but to hear from Bobby Lane, too, there was definitely a lot of last-minute heroics, a lot of very, very interesting things that went on in that tournament, and I'm excited Got to get it, the scoop guys. on it. <laughs> Did you hear me good? And now I'm back. <laughs> we... Bobby, we got you, and we dumped me momentarily. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, we got I, my son, Bobby Jr. here. Yeah. <laughs> hey. But Bobby Jr., that's the third, right? Is is that Bobby Lane the third that we have with us tonight? That's who we got. He's chilling, and guess what he's watching? Major League Red Crest Championship. <laughs> <laughs> watching tape <laughs> uh, i gotta be honest bobby that i've watched you know you know i've been doing this a long time i watched a lot of these turns been in a ton of them that that was the most thrilling ending that could ever happen in a fishing tournament man and it was it, it honestly i it just was so cool that it happened to you i think i think the whole planet was rooting for you <laughs> you know what i felt like the whole planet was rooting for me for sure what an epic ending i don't think you can get any closer i don't think the scale um the scale wasn't going to get used again because that was the third way on that fish and uh i'm telling you guys man it was just meant to be that's all i can say it, it normally goes the other way and i did not get another bite you know in the last three or four minutes there but um when that one hit two pounds man that was a deal breaker and it got me that big baby right there the red press trophy <laughs> I uh, love it. I love it. It looks good back there uh, in the passenger seat. I'm going to take it in the room tonight and sleep with it. It won't stay in the truck overnight. <laughs> where Where are you calling us from right now? Uh, we are in Jasper, Alabama. We left uh, Grand o or Tulsa, Oklahoma this morning. Me and my son did. And uh, we had a busy day yesterday between news, news media and uh, – you know, conference rooms, and we did a on the water with Lorenz, and by the time we got back, it was almost 7 o'clock, so we ate, got a good meal, went to bed, got up early, packed everything up, and uh, going to get a room here in about an hour or so, and then we'll be home by 4 or 5 o'clock tomorrow and celebrate my daughter's 18th birthday on Friday. Oh, wow. What a perfect timing. What a great way to celebrate. And, uh, and, and you said something really key that it was meant to be because – um, you hear it all, things got to go just right to win, but you know, it didn't go just right for you. You, you had, you had a few incidents early in the, in the day that, uh, didn't go your way that, that, and you still won the tournament. So it, it, it seems like it's meant to be. You know what? You're right. I tried to, I tried to boat flip, uh, almost four pounder and, uh, you know, it just came unbuttoned. It was unfortunate. And, uh, I had just a couple other come parts, but, you know, I stayed positive all day. That was the key. I've been in this position before. I caught that six, you know, those cables on 15-pound, 100% Berkeley fluorocarbon. Oh. I mean, a lot of things could have gone wrong, and nothing did back there. I caught – and that's kind of when the train started rolling, man. It's when I saw where those fish were, they were like in a foot – to less of water. I mean, it was unbelievable how shallow they were. And that's when the train started ticking. And the other guys, um, you know, the 
I felt like all the jerkbait fish and the Mickey fish or whatever anybody else was doing, those fish were migrating to where, you know, I was fishing, not their fish, but the area I was in, those deeper fish were migrating to them sh that shallow water. And, um, you know, the water came up three foot and kind of stabilized in a couple of days there. Every, every that water would hit a perfect tent, man. And those fish on Grand Lake, I've seen it so many times before in a matter of 10 20 30 minutes they can go from being there to somewhere else that quick and when they get there it's like finding fresh fish on the bed man all you got to do is get your bait near them and, and when they eat they eat really good i mean it was hard to get the hooks out of their out of their mouth like they just don't barely grab it it is unbelievable when they get up that shallow it well it, it was to back to that six pounder uh, I think we all had our hearts in our throats <laughs> as you were, you were, you were like grabbing that line under one table and, and I'm like, oh my God, does he have braid? Has he got flora? What? And he's grinding that cable against the, with a six pounder on the other end. And, uh, we couldn't see the fish at first. You were telling us you saw the fish and said all, how big it was. And, uh, man, oh man, you had our hearts in our throat for that one, but. What, what an amazing job that line did holding up. Yeah, that was a seven foot heavy uh, Fantasista X. I had it on a uh, Revo uh, MGX eight to one and I had 100% 15 pound Berkeley, 100% fluorocarbon. That's what I caught all the fish on late. And uh, man, that stuff is strong. I mean, from dock cables to trees to logs, it, out, it, it I've used it for years and, and it's my go-to line for a lot of baits. and. Um, it's it's a killer it, it gets the bait enough action but it's not too heavy to where you know you feel like you're fishing any kind of rope that 15 is so strong i've hauled six pounders like that from texas oklahoma tennessee all over the place down in florida and, and it's given me the confidence to know that you know it can haul it can handle a big fish and and it definitely i put it to the test on that one man and it it once again prevailed in the end is that your go-to 15-pound line when you're flipping? That's crazy. What not? Yeah, yeah. Is 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 the 15-pound uh, trialing 100% fluor? I, I use the same. I use the same line. I I love the the Berkeley yeah, trialing. Yeah, I do so many. I can do so much with 15 pounds. I mean, if I yeah. want to throw a spinner bait or a or a bladed jig or just a regular jig or I want to throw uh, you know any kind of moving bait, you know, I can do it quickly and feel confident with 15 pounds. I mean, there's so many ways to use 15 pounds. It's just like my go-to line. It doesn't ever feel too heavy and it never feels too light. Now, are there times when you're, when you're flipping and pitching that you'll, that you'll bump up to the 17 and the 20 or is there, you just straight 15? Or? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, if I go to a bigger jig, if I go to a three quarter ounce or something bigger, or if I just I use a regular, you know, flat out tungsten weight, in a hook or something like that, then I'll, then I'll go to bigger line. But, okay. you know, when I, I really love flipping Durabraid this time of the year, but that water was so clear back there in Browning Creek. I didn't even have a flipping stick on me. I was planning on winning the red crest, uh, just only throwing the Fritz side. And as that water warmed up, don't get me wrong. That Fritz side got me to where I'm at today. I, is sick i got a mirror my hanging from my beer i'm staring at it every minute of every day but um, <laughs> when those fish started migrating that water got a little bit warmer i had to make a decision to to, to pursue the championship and it was to go to go that to stay up there for that last 30, 45 minutes. And man, you guys that, still there? Yeah, we're still here. We're, you're, you're going through uh, central Alabama. So our signal got a little choppy on that one. And, uh, but, but. Oh, you the, want me to pull over? Hey guys, I can pull over if it's good right now. Yeah. That would be great. Pull over and, uh, and talk to us just for a few minutes. That'd be awesome. Cause you were talking about the Fritz side. And this was really cool. 
you were you were all over that Fritz side, and you uh, I think you were using a HD crawl pattern, if I remember correctly. Uh, that can you see? Let's see. Can you see this one right here? Yeah, we sure can. Okay, that is the crawl. That is the color and the bait that did the damage. It's the HD crawl. You can see that weight system in it. It makes it so easy to throw in the wind. Uh, the color is spot on. It looks so realistic. And uh, I was throwing it on a 7.6 winch and a 7-foot Veritas, moderate, medium, heavy. Um, I had a Xenon X. I had a uh, Revo STX, and I had a Revo MGX. But they were all cranking reels. You know, not the real slow gear, but the 6.4, 6.8 to 1. Everything on 12-pound, 100% fluorocarbon, Berkeley, of course. And uh, focusing on the back's of all the creeks like Duck Creek, Horse Creek, uh, Drowning Creek, Honey Creek. Uh, you know, I burned 35 gallons of gas the first day and of the event, checking all those areas and it worked out beautifully, man. And then, uh, you know, as, as the week went on, I felt like Drowning Creek was going to be the area. If I had a shot to win, I needed to really stay around that area for the third period because that's when those fish seemed to bite the best. Well, you, you were tight, too. I noticed that. I mean, you couldn't fit a quarter between your boat and those those rock walls, man. You were right up there. So I love doing that kind of fishing. You can kind of catch them suspending a little bit, but you can also catch them if they slip up on the rocks to get warm. And that fritz side is perfect for that. It'll, it'll, it'll catch them in two foot. But if when, you're, when your Lowrance sonar started to drop down into five, six foot of water, it wouldn't go much deeper than eight or nine, but they would hover and suspend right in that area earlier in the day. And that Fritz side coming across there, man, they just couldn't resist it. The color was spot on. I mean, when I hooked one, I had them, you know, six hooks in those fish. It wasn't like, oh, he's got one hook. I mean, it was tattooed across their face just the way you want it. <laughs> that was cool and exciting. And do you figure that, like, it seemed like you were bluffed bluff fishing and uh i think i don't know if we lost bobby or not or we still got there you are no you, you did i had a call coming in on you oh, believe gotcha. that i had a call coming in <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised we went this long without a call coming in but uh but was it the rising water that that helped that that caused them to be on those rocky bluffy style areas well not actually the the water the, when we got there the water was two and a half foot low or two foot low a full pool and it had been that way for a while. Those fish were set up in those spots because in practice, I fished in two and a half foot low water and they were lined up on those rocks. They're where they wanted to be, pre-spawn, winter pattern. I mean, it set up 101, but it was getting this time of the year when the days get longer and stuff like this starts to happen, man. It uh, Those fish know the days are getting longer. That means it's time to fix them to get shallow to spawn. And I... I tried to key on those kind of fish, like way in the backs of those pockets. And believe it or not, I was the only boat way, way, way in the back of Drowning Creek. And as the water came up, they did not move the first two or three days of the event. Um, even in the knockout round, they were still there. It was actually in the championship round at two o'clock is when they started to go to the backs of those places. I think the water stabled enough warmed up enough and they were tired of being out there hovering around a little bit and all they did was sneak around the corner and it was it was you could call your shot if you found something with a foot and a half two foot of water on it and it looked like it was connected to the bank you could almost get a bite on every other one it was unbelievable it was I mean, we got to see it i want to back up one little bit because little buck uh on our im board uh alex we would need to make sure we hook him up with a bash you gift and uh but he asked about a fr the fritz side did you what was your what was your cadence did you were you burning were you fast slow retreat banging stuff what what were you trying to do with that crankbait yep so the way i like to retrieve those crankbaits you could tell like you said i was tucked up against those bluff walls or those little pockets in the back and what i would do is reach that seven six out so i could crawl it right along the deeper part of it those fish like to hover around that stuff and as it warms they'll get a little higher but um the retrieve was kind of just steady for me the reels do the work that's why i like the six four six eight or one 
you can kind of burn it and it's still not too fast. You can slow it down. You know, when you, when you bump a rock, I always like to just stop the bait. The, the Fritz side suspends, which is perfect, just like a jerk bait. You know, when that thing comes wiggling across a rock and then it bumps it and stops, those fish react to it. And that's what was key is um, keeping it in that strike zone and learning. As the week went on, I learned like where the rocks were on certain areas that I was fishing. And, you know, you would catch one one day and make the exact same cast the next day and there'd be another one set up there at some time. You might have to make a pass or two, but you could go back to that same spot and hit that same rock and another one had set up, man. It was phenomenal. Those reels are set up perfect for cranking. I don't like really slow and I don't like like an eight to one or 10 to one when I'm doing that. That six, four, six, eight to one is perfect on a steady retrieve. And the 12 pound keeps that bait right where it needs to be. You can really hover that thing between that two and seven foot of water. It, it really, the perfect line set up for that. Awesome. Well, I, and uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you, Alex, uh, for some questions from YouTube in just a minute, but I want to, uh, I want to add, cause you, you already said it, you made the adjustment and you were ahead of the curve, right? This is how you win the tournament because a, a lot of the guys are still doing what they were doing, trying to make it work, trying to figure out different spot, but you made that adjustment and you can hear it in your voice. Like you knew once you got that first bite, especially that six pounder, it's like, you knew what was going to go down. Just the question, of, could you get yourself on the right set of docks or, co or cover to get it done? But that that was a, a phenomenal adjustment that you made to win the tournament. You know, I've done this a long time, Pete, and I appreciate you <laughs> saying that. And, and it's it was I've made some great adjustments in my life, and I've come up just a little short. I've congratulated many red crest champions many Bassmaster classic champions and i've and i've been right there with them so close to winning so many but um you know when it's your time it's your time and that scale hit two pounds and it was my time but you're right when i did catch that six pounder um i had an hour and 15 minutes to go and i had a game plan set in my mind exactly what i was going to do and where i was going to do it and it worked flawlessly i mean i i couldn't write the script any better it was uh it, it next time I hope that fish just weighs two pounds quickly and I can get that over with. Cause I, I, uh, I think I threw up in my mouth a little bit when he called one fifteen the second time. Like, oh my God. I've been here. I've done that. And I don't need this to happen again. Oh my God. That, that, that was euphoria, obviously <laughs> because I, there is nobody on the planet that thought it, they knew everybody. It's like, this is the third time. There's no way it's going to, it's going to hit two pounds. But you played the rules to a T, got your third way in, and man, what 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 a beautiful sight that must have been to see that two zero flash up. Oh, it was everything. It actually went to two one and then locked in at two pounds for probably three or four seconds. I mean, it was so cool to see it in lock there. And if it would have dropped, you know, it would have been the end of the game for me. I would have been you would have been talking to Luke Lawson. And uh, you would have been calling me anyways, but we'd have been talking about just another good tournament. And now we're talking champions. So uh, it was it was amazing. My son's watching it again. We've watched it 10 times today. And my wife said she, she watched it 20 times and cried 20 times today to, to watch my emotion on that. And, um, you know, it was nice for one to go my way because that was – that was it. If that fish doesn't go, then it Bobby Lane isn't the Red Crest champion. And uh, I am humbled and honored to be the Red Crest champion for sure. Oh, uh, you're a great champ. And you always have been. Uh, and But I, I got to be honest, I was criticizing you at that moment, right? Because I'm like on the edge of my seat. I'm like, you know, screaming at the TV. I'm like, Bobby, don't waste the time for another weigh-in. <laughs> you know, just you, you can you can find another tree. You can find another log. You know, I was like, oh, my gosh, is he making a mistake? You know, giving up another minute, you know, to, to get well, that. That was, that was a key. And that fish looked two pounds to me. And and when it hit yeah. 115 so hard, so quick, I just had a feeling now the third way. And you would think it would weigh less because the water's dripping off of it. But. Um, that fish was a legitimate two pounder. It probably was two one the first time I waited. It just didn't didn't hit the scale that way for some reason. But um, you're right, man. It was uh, the problem was is when you're in around those docks and you're fishing the back of them. All those docks 
have those big cables on them. It's not like you can slip under those cables like you can at Smith Lake. Those you have to take your Lowrance Ghost all the way out around them to get to the next dock. And it, I looked at the clock and I had two minutes and 30 seconds to go. And I'm like, man, I got to weigh this thing. And uh, it's got to weigh, you know, it's got to weigh this time. Like I can get to the next dock and, and but then I'm running so low on time. And I uh, didn't have to worry about that, Pete. That fish hit the two-pound mark, and man, what an awesome moment in history it was. Hey, I'm awful. I'm awful appreciative and glad that you didn't listen to me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I'm glad you weren't talking to me in my ear. Because <laughs> I promise you, I was screaming at you through the TV. It was it was exciting, but uh, yep. great, great, amazing finish. But I, I'm going to throw it over to Alex. I know you're monitoring all our other stuff. Got a, a good question for Bobby? I sure do, Pete. There's a lot of good questions coming in on both sides. And, Bobby, I'm going to ask you this question from Eric J. And, Eric J., you're going to win a $25 Gills Gear card for this question. So send in your email. We'll get you hooked up with that. And, Bobby, what Eric wants to know is, how do you and your brothers support each other through the good and the bad times of tournament fishing? Man, what a great question. And, uh that's what families do, man. I mean, me and my brothers, me, Arnie and Chris and my sister, we were raised by the best of parents. You know, we were raised to, to treat people with respect and, you know, we were raised in, in, in the church also, and it's forgive and forget. And me and Chris, we have been through some tough times. Let me tell you, we've been through some great times. I mean, he's a classic champ and now I'm a red crest champ. So, um, you know, we've forgotten the best of both worlds, but, um, when, when things are low, we just tell each other, you know, it, he, he, Chris will always say, Bob, it's not always lollipops and candy canes. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. And it's little comments like that, that you can be having your worst day and realize that your brother just said, you know what? Life is short. Don't let yourself get too far down. I mean, I've had some miserable finishes and so is he. And, you know, we joke about it now because we've done this for a long time, but you know, I am so glad he's out here on tour with me and he was there to celebrate my red crest win, just like I was with his classic win. But, um, you know, blood's thicker than water and me and him have learned that um, there is, we got beautiful kids and beautiful families and life can get bad, but there's good on the other side, no matter what. Uh, that's that's amazing uh, uh, advice and uh, we, we all could follow it. And uh, what, a, what a great family you have. What a great fishing family. And, uh, and it's always fun to watch. And I, I got, but I got to ask you this question. How gratifying was it to beat up on the forward facing sonar guys? Oh, I've been hearing about that all day. You know, I'm a huge fan. You know, the ultimate fishing machine belongs to Lawrence. I mean, that's what I am. My whole boat is tricked out with all Lawrence from top to bottom. And, uh, I actually did use my active target a little bit this week. It would show me where some of those shallow brush piles were like, or a log was on my, on my graph. You know, I could see it on my graph in front of me before I would get to it. I could actually cast that Fritz side by it. But um, it, I think this is a good eye opener for the avid anglers, the weekend guys, and even professional bass fishermen, man, like myself to know that dominance is not, here yet the bank beaters still have a chance and it won a major this week so um it was so good to see and it and it came at a perfect timing you know it was uh we just watched jason christie win the Bassmaster classic he was fishing up shallow too so um you know it it's it's going both ways it's definitely um enhanced bass fishing but there is hope for some of us that like to peck around shallow fish for sure that and you did with a jig. You didn't talk about that today on our show. What what was the jig, the weight, the trailer, and all that? So believe it or not, the jig doesn't even have a name. It was a half ounce jig, green pumpkin orange. The trailer was a uh, power bait, meaty chunk junior, green pumpkin. I was dipping the tail or coloring a little bit of chartreuse, and I mean little like fingernail on each side of the trailer, um, and you know just putting it anywhere I could. That was the deal. I mean, when you, you there's millions of jigs out there and um, the one I was using it really, it, it's just a, a jig that I grabbed out of my box. It was really a dummy rod on my deck for four days. I had two jigs, a jerk bait, a spinner bait, 
um, and a couple other baits tied on. And all those were on the right side of my deck every morning. Like that was my, those were my dummy rods. On the left side of my deck, I would have three, three brown HD Fritz sides tied on. And I would mix my dummy rods in with them so it didn't look so key. But um, that jig had just been laying there forever, man. And I picked it up and, and uh, went to work with it. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was was that a finesse jig? Was that a full size? Uh, it's got a pretty good size hook in it. It's got like a four rod hook in it. But um, yeah. you know, that time of the year, the, the where I was at, the water was clear, and it's hard to be anything green pumpkin that time of the mm -hmm. year. And I liked a little bit of chartreuse, especially that time of the year, because those fish are just getting up there, and it seems like that little bit of color on the on the power bait trailer will actually entice the strike a little bit more it's like they're it's like when you're sight fishing you know you have to do a little something extra to your bait sometimes to get that fish to bite and i think that's what that chartreuse does to those grand lake bass sometimes it's just something i've done forever um especially up there I, you know i don't do that in florida or nothing like that but i will do it up there and it seems to definitely make a difference do you uh you hang your chunk or you thread it I thread my trunk, my chunk straight up, man. I like to trim the skirt and uh, thread the chunk straight up. I saw, uh, okay. you know, guys like Casey Ashley, Tommy Biffle, those guys, they like to just pin the chunk right on the hook. I like it threaded up where it's one compact piece. So if one does bite it, he gets the whole thing, not not just the trailer. Your your strike to catch was really strong. I, I it, I've seen you set the hook harder than you did on some of those fish. And I, I was just curious about that. Were you, was it because of your setup or is that your normal hookup? But it seemed like you were, you were three quarter hook setting almost. Yep. So I, I do that separately. That wasn't my flipping stick that you saw like last year on Lake Harris or Lake Fork um, where I had those top tens that that was, I was flipping 50 pound uh, Dura braid back then. And I was using a half ounce weight with, with a, uh, with the creature hog on it, it was different. I had the general on also, all kinds of things were working and it didn't matter. They were biting down there. But when I had a seven, six then, and I had a left-handed reel and, and 50 pound Dura braid. So I was really cracking the hook on those fish with that braid, you know, a, a, a thicker flipping hook. And when I'm using a jig, I like that seven foot medium heavy. I had two setups. One was a Fantasista X. The other one was a Xenon, both seven foot medium heavy. And like I said, it was an MGX and an, and a, uh, I think a Xenon was the other reel, eight, eight, three to one. And I like to kind of more just pop that hook where I know it's the fish is going to eat it. And I like to get him because I'm throwing the 15. I know I got the power, but the smaller rod and kind of the more pop hook set and pull is much more efficient than me trying to crack one really, really hard because you know what would have happened if I would have really bared down on that six pounder. Um, it probably would have belly flopped into that cable and lights out. Even if I was flipping braid, you know, that cable was not a new one. It was an old rusty one. And uh, that fish was liable to come off at any time. So I like to slow my hook set down, still efficient with a quick snap to it. But you're right. As you can tell, I was more arms instead of swinging like I would with my flipping stick when I'm flipping braid. Yeah, I... I, I... Oh, that's what I was seeing. That what a wonderful explanation. And uh, obviously, it it was a hundred percent strike to catch. And uh, and we uh, we're gonna let you go. I know you're anxious to get home to the family. Uh, but we, I want to give one more question uh, from our social media. Send it to Alex for that. Yeah, Bob, we had a good question coming off YouTube for you. So we talked about the jig, we talked about the trailer, and Steve Lanier wants to know what kind of knot you're you tying on that jig to help keep those fish pinned on there. Yep. So Bobby Lane uses real simple, not one knot that I trust in all for tying all my baits and it's the polymore knot. I mm. keep it simple. Just make sure that the knot is wet and it slides down perfectly. I've tied that knot for years. When I tie braid, I'll double polymore, which means I'm going to go through the loop twice instead of once. But on, on hundred percent Berkeley fluorocarbon, the fritz side, the jig, it didn't matter. I tie the polymore knot. I just make sure that it, it was wet. It's quick, it's easy, and it's super efficient. And it's um, proved itself over and over again. 
the Palomar knot shows up again. I think uh, I think Brandon Polinick, uh just did some seminars for Bash U. Um, I, I'm, it, it was him, the Palomar knot, only knot he uses it as well. Yep. Well, that's good to hear. And I will tie the FG knot if I'm going braid to fluorocarbon. But other than that, everything from, I mean, drop shot all the way up to, you know, what I was doing this week, Fritz side and jig, it is spinnerbait, all that stuff. It will be a polymer knot. Just make sure that it has some moisture to it because um, you can you can get a bad spot in it quick if you don't do that. But the more you learn it, the quicker and easier it is to tie. And it's very efficient and quick. It is, and it is ranked, you know, when tied well. It is the strongest knot out there. And, uh, you know, so obviously you know that, and uh, that's why you won. I want to, you know, I want to congratulate you again, man. I just, I'm just so thrilled to see you win that, that big trophy, man. It's, uh, Look it's at this awesome. guy. It's Bobby <laughs> Jr., you say hi to the BU guys. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey. What, what's, yep. what's your biggest bass, Bobby Jr.? Nine pounds and three ounces. What? Nine three. Where'd oh. you catch that fish? Uh, it was in a phosphate pit. Yeah, we got some beauties down there. He actually, we did the Lawrence shoot the other day on uh, Lake Hudson, and Bobby Jr. caught a three ten and a four thirteen. And as soon as he got back in the truck, he called his mom and he said, "Guess what, mom? I beat the Red Crest champion. <laughs> I didn't catch a bass that day." <laughs> that guy, he is fired up. <laughs> Uh, that, that's a boy I, I mean that way to go I wonder how many times Bobby Jr. has heard the story you just told us Bobby Jr. how many times Sir? Uh, you catching more fish for me not very many but when it <laughs> happens it's special <laughs> uh, I love it I love it hey well, Bobby we'll let you go thank you so much hey we're going to give you a shout man we want to come down to your house I'd like to talk to you about doing uh, some, uh, some techniques for the warm seasons down Absolutely. here. You know, we've done the, a lot of stuff in the, in, in the cold lot patterns that apply to the pre-spawn, spawn, post-spawn stuff. But, but I'd love to get some of that warm water, Florida, uh, content, you know, so we'll, uh, we'll set up, come down and see it. I would love that opportunity. You guys let me know I'm off, um, a little bit. Well, I'm not going to set any schedule right now. I think I'm going to have a full house here soon, but um, we will definitely get that done. We can, uh, I tell you that new spin rocket that Berkeley's got out, man, I am telling you that thing absolutely throttles them. And I would love for you guys to get that thing on camera. And I got a few places down here that are, that are public and they are fun to go to. And I think, you know, the, the later in the summer it gets, the better that bike gets for sure. So it's like a prop bait, right? Yes, it is. It's a, it's a Berkeley spin rocket. And it is what I love about the new Berkeley baits guys for sure. And, and is the fusion hooks that come on them. You can take the Fritz side right out of the pack and throw it with all the confidence in the world, knowing you don't have to change the hooks on it. The same with the spin rocket. You take it out of the pack, you throw it. I mean, kudos to fusion hooks. I never, never change the hooks on a bait all week long. I take them out of the pack and throw them beating on the rocks and everything else. And I never lost a fish cranking this week. It was pretty impressive. Man. That, that's, that's really hard to do uh, with treble hooks. It's odd. You lose a lot more with all those hooks. A lot of times yeah. real Testament to that fusion hook. It is. It is. Well, thank you guys. Me and Bobby jr. Are going to hit the road. Horsey, you want to give them a thumbs up? You want to lean in here so they can see your dog. All right. Yeah. You guys champ, champ. appreciate it. And, uh, <laughs> Stay in touch, and uh, I'm here to help, and I appreciate you guys taking your time out and having having the Red Crest champion on, and I love having that title. <laughs> we, we love it for you. Thanks so much, Bobby Lane, the champ, uh, Red Crest champ. Thanks so much, man. Safe travels. We'll catch up with you soon. You got it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. We'll Bobby see. Lane, how about it? <laughs> Bobby Lane, what a deal, man. That was great. 300 grand. Uh, his son's watching that over and over again. They're all watching it, reliving it over and over again. That's got to be a thrill of a lifetime. Oh yeah, you know, man, what a what a well deserved title too. Like you said, I mean, he's 
he's he's one of the he's one of the guys that have been he's been around he's been through it the highs the lows like you said yeah. you know it's uh it's good to see it's good to see a guy like that win one especially the way he did it you know flip it you know fishing a jig up shallow behind docks and the nasty stuff and uh yep. pulling those pulling those absolute monsters out of that stuff makes it even better well he's a killer and uh, uh i wanted to um work uh talk about this i watched something that was pretty cool i watched the john madden um documentary have you guys seen that yet yeah on ESPN? Not. uh great john madden right mm -hmm. hall of famer uh coach uh greatest broadcaster ever but i love the uh the all madden team you know like how yeah. he would he would pick these guys he would pick these guys because of toughness because of their style uh, and he would just, you know, sometimes they weren't the best of the best, but he loved the way they played. And, uh, and I, I want to, I want to go through, uh, some of my all Madden team because Bobby Lane is definitely on my all Madden team. <laughs> he, Dean's picks. Here we go. He, he is, he is definitely one of my picks, man. He's a, he's a powerhouse, a power flipper. He's been, he's been winning that way for years. And he, and he does it with style and, and, uh, and I just love it. But, uh, uh, I've got so many other picks, man. You guys want to hear the rest? Yeah. Hear it, yeah, absolutely. The, I got to go with Greg Hackney, right? Greg Hackney is another one that just, he's a natural. He has a charisma about him that he just, uh, just to listen to him. Uh, talk about that like when he was on Santee Cooper you could just see him at, you know swimming in his ability there flipping in the cypress trees and jacking up those those giants it was so awesome I love it uh Christy another stubborn to a fault or to a great success he's on my all Madden team um now one of the things that I, I after watching that like he picked guys that were a little quirky that had crazy style. Sometimes the bad boys loved it. Uh, one of his, one of his was Lawrence Taylor, you know, and for me, Lawrence Taylor is Ike. <laughs> Ike. <laughs> Ike's on my all Madden team for sure. Uh, for that reason. And KVD, just the best uh, that's ever done it. Uh, I love Ish's style. Ish is another all Madden guy for me. Here's one of my new all Madden team guys. Uh, and I know, you know, you, we all know him now, but be, and he showed it really showcased it to us on fork when he crushed that tournament on top water uh, is of course, Lee Livesey. He's, he's gotta be on, on my team. And, uh, and I got thrift cause he just catches them. He's just a killer. He's like a quiet killer, you know? And he sneaks up and he wins big all the time. Swindle because of his style. I love him. I, he's definitely on my all Madden team. And here, here's rounding up my, my cleanup hitter is John Cox. Uh, another. And it's, it's funny. I got almost all shallow water guys yeah. on my team. <laughs> I, I think I might like the flipping guys, you know. Little, it's a little <laughs> bit easier to tell, you, Pete. You you like fl fishing shallow or fishing out deep? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know, you know. Yeah. I like to get up. I like to get. I like it all, honestly. But I love to get. I love to flip. I love to set that hook, and um, that's the greatest moment in fishing when you get that bite and you're about to set the hook, and you don't quite know if he's going to be 12 inches or 12 pounds. You know, you have that moment yep. and then you, you crack them and your, your rod tells you whether he's a giant or not. But, uh, I'm putting you guys on the spot, man. I know I took all the good ones, but who, who's your, who's your pick? Oh, give, give me your new pick for, for your all Madden team. The all, for the all Madden team. Holy crap. Yeah. It re really, really did put us on the spot here, Pete. And, uh, <laughs> since, since you put me on the spot, I'm I'm just gonna have to just I'm just gonna roll with my boys, man. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go, Greg. Come on, we're we're rolling. You're on you're on the All Madden team with me, GDP. I haven't seen you in a few minutes, but you know if uh, 
if we were going out, you're you're coming with me. Uh, Caleb, Lee, you guys are both rolling out with me on the, the all Madden team. Um, who else we got? Caleb looks like uh, he looks like he could be on the legit all Madden team, man. Yeah, he's just yeah, he's he's he's, he's all he, he's like he's like a balloon. You press a button, he just deflates. No, <laughs> no, but seriously, Caleb Lee, you're you're both on you're both on my team. Um, who else we got? Uh, John Cruz, John Cruz. I'm I'm picking John Cruz for my all Madden team too because he's he's the best. Um, Wes Logan, he's like the he's he's like the the little sneak attack guy. He 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 he, he comes from behind and you don't even know it, but he go, he comes in with a twenty five pound bag on a swim jig before even anybody even realized what was happening. Um, and a little, uh, little ball of hate, and he's he's a perfect pick. Yeah, little ball of hate, and then uh, we got I got to mix in a guy that's gonna be able to be able to make some moves in the cold weather too. Jeff Gustafson. The Snow Leopard, and uh, we'll go with Seth Fighter too from the Mid from the Minnesotian uh, waters up there. He's going to be on my my all my my all Madden team too. So I don't know how many I picked there, Pete, but I just like I said, I'm just I'm grab I'm, all my boys. They're they're on the all Madden team. <laughs> I, I was looking for one or two, man. You you came through big. Uh, Got to pick anybody that we didn't mention already. <laughs> Yeah, there's that's the problem with making a list is you're always gonna leave someone off and you're gonna get an angry text message tomorrow about why they weren't on your all Madden team. But I'd say to keep mine short and sweet, you gotta go Hank Cherry, Polinick, Swindle Fighter, and then I'll give my uh my Lawrence Taylor, my Ike, my Dennis Rodman pick. I'll call that Travis Manson. That dude's definitely off the wall, but he can put him in the live well. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. I love it. I love it. And you know what it's funny. You know, you got I, – I just – these are the guys that are at it right now. But, man, you know Roland Martin is going to be the original Madden team as Larry Nixon and Brower and Biffle, uh, all those guys, man, just powerhouse, you know. Fritz was on the all-Madden team when he dominated for so many years. Yep. Uh, but uh, but but that's fun, man. I uh, just – great show, by the way, if you're – even if you're not into football, John Madden has a, is an amazing, charismatic uh, guy, and ESPN did a wonderful uh, documentary on it. A lot of people were watching Will Smith smack Chris Rock on the Oscars, but I, I was, <laughs> I was at that time I was watching the Madden documentary. It was cool, but check it out. But we got a, we got, do we have a trivia prize? We got some stuff to give away, Riz. What, yeah. What, what do you yeah, we do. We uh we hit both gift cards already. Um in the uh in the segments there with Hank and uh with Bobby Lane. Uh we got a trivia question. I'm gonna go ahead and cue that up now. Um get that ready for the people. Uh the trivia question is what pound line does Bobby Lane use on his Fritz side? His Fritz side, not his jig. We wanna know what pound line does Bobby Lane use on his Fritz side. Oh, I remembered it. I I couldn't I couldn't have got it right away, but I remember it now. By the way, you while we're waiting, uh, you're on Wild Bills, uh, Riz. You made Wild Wild Bills team all yes. Madden team. <laughs> Billy, <laughs> love you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I love that Wild Bill. Shout out to you, Ike Soley. Cahill, Riz, and Cowan. Are, <laughs> What's is that? The, that's the Jersey. <laughs> is that the Jersey All Madden team? <laughs> that's the Jersey Madden team. I like it. Uh, oh. Rick Clun. Brad brings up Rick Clun. You're right, man. I missed him. Uh, Ken, Steve Kennedy, Jared Dyer uh, brings him up. The, the Canadians team, No Fish. Yeah, Gussie. Oh my gosh, they're they're all great picks. Jacob Wheeler. Uh, Howie Reigns, of course, he's got to be there. Yeah, uh, he's Wins just like an out of style. As is Adifo, uh, just uh, so many, so many great picks, guys, man. Uh, but we, it looks like we have a winner. You want yeah. to, you want a winner there, Riz? Yeah, we uh, we do have a winner. Uh, as always, it doesn't take our guys long. They stay pretty dialed in. The winner is Randall. Randall, congratulations. Send in your subscriber number to uh 
to the board, and we'll uh, we'll get you on the list for a prize pack to get sent out there. Congratulations. 12-pound, 12 12-pound 12 line on his Berkeley Fritz side. Um, and, man, is that a hot bait right now, or is it a hot bait? It just it keeps coming up, keeps getting talked about. You know, it's uh, it's not a secret anymore. No. By the way, guys, go to Tackle Direct. They're loaded up with the Fritz side, so uh, yep. you can go get get them over there right now. If you can't find them at your shop, Tackle Direct has got them. Um, I love this. Eric J., all the members of the Peacocks, uh, if you guys aren't watching the Final Four, uh, the, the Peacocks from St. Peter's New Jersey basketball team, the Cinderella story made it, yep. made it to – eight i forget what they call that sweet 16 they made it through that they made it to the eight and they uh they lost and but what a what a great run they had and yeah they're definitely there man uh great stuff taku itu ito <laughs> it's a great one what a what a cool pick man i love this oh I, I love everybody weighing in on it and, and guys if you're watching over on facebook we still have a facebook like and share winner we're going to pick so uh, take a minute, get over there and get that done and get entered into the contest because we're going to pick you for that real soon. And uh, That's right. And Guys, if you are watching over on Facebook and uh, you like the stuff we're doing, uh, you, 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 know, you like the videos we're putting out, make sure you turn on your notifications um, on, your, uh, on your Facebook settings for us there, and that'll, that'll keep you up to date with what we got going on, all of our sales. And even if you, you, know, even if you are already a subscriber, Make sure your notifications are turned on. Uh, that's going to just make sure you're in the loop as far as when we're going live, all of our events, what kind of new videos we're releasing. It just kind of helps you stay on top of everything we have going on here at BashU. So uh, turn your notifications on. That way we can uh, keep, keep in touch with you. And if you're watching over on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our channel. Give us a like and uh, appreciate you guys watching wherever you're watching and all you guys that are going to watch or listen to the podcast uh we've got a lot more great things coming why bass boat for sale guys our mission is to be the premier bass boat outlet for listings and buyers there's nothing but quality boats listed on bass boats for sale so if you're looking for a used boat uh go check it out we believe if our customers can't find it, it doesn't exist whether you need to sell your bass boat or looking to buy a bass boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure, so buyer shop and sellers list. It's a great place, bass boats for sale. Go check it out. And uh, do we have a winner over there, Riz? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, we do have a Facebook like and share winner. Uh, tonight's winner on the Facebook like and share is Randall Beauchamp. Randall Beauchamp, I'll uh, I'll be sending you a message here shortly to uh, get your information so we can get you your prize pack in the mail. Awesome, guys. We've got a lot of great Bashy Live content coming up. We have Alex Nair is going to be fishing for his PB this weekend. Where are you, where are you going to be fishing, Alex? I'm going to be at Prairie Creek Reservoir and just south of Muncie. I'm, I might catch my PB smallmouth. There's like two five-pound smallmouth that live in there. There's probably about 10 largemouth and then 1,300 walleye. So I might win the miscellaneous plot. I might get white bass for dinner we'll see you just got to go into it with a good attitude and see what happens it's going to be interesting conditions so we're just gonna have to stay up all night watching bass you and see what I, see what i can make happen dude if you catch a bunch well, of walleye, I, I hope your i hope your fillet knife is sharp oh yeah she's she's ready to go we'll get the, yeah, the walleye the white bass the catfish the we'll get it all seared up yeah get, get, load that load your freezer up with some uh with some walleye and you'll be you'll be getting an invite to the flats here and here in june just bring bring down some of that some of that white meat gold that you got there that oh, walleye yeah. is good stuff i'll do a fish fry for everyone at the ike foundation tournament they can have <laughs> muncie walleye and delaware catfish that'll be <laughs> that'll get people to turn out that sounds like that sounds like a damn good time if you ask me those, Chesape <laughs> those chesapeake catfish eat pretty good after a uh after a few michelob ultras and some some hot grease you know what i mean yeah <laughs> Lots of breading on those. Lots and lots of breading. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> lots, lots of great stuff in those Delaware River catfish. There's PCBs. There's all kinds of flavoring that just comes in natural, you yep. know, from the bottom of the river. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's right. They're fil filter feeders, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I love it, guys. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys all hanging out with us tonight, and we're uh, we're going to be back with another Bash University live next week. Rich, we got anything else on the agenda? Um, well, you know, uh, yeah, we we do have just a couple of other things. Um, I'll just kind of leak into some uh, a little bit of info for some people of uh, all the stuff that we have going on here uh, at the program. Like I said uh, earlier on in the show. We are releasing at least three new videos a week. Um, the website right now has over a thousand videos uh, on it currently. Um, right now uh, on the docket, we got a Micah Fraser uh, interview uh, coming out tomorrow. Pete, you talked with him at the Classic, talked a little bit about, again, that Fritz side. It came up again, talked about some hooks in there. Um, and then this one I'm really excited about. On Thursday, we'll be dropping... Mike Iconelli grass ripping, right? And that's not the grass ripping that you might think of with a chatterbait or a swim jig. This is grass ripping with a crankbait, okay? So that's uh, that's one you guys are definitely going to want to tune in for. And then on Monday, we got Pete Klusek boat rigging. That's a really, really good seminar. Um, it's all about how to keep your boat right and tight and how to handle in some of those big waves off, you know, off-the-wall conditions that we have to face as fishermen. So a uh, lot of good stuff coming down the pipe here uh, on Bashu TV. Make sure you stay tuned in for all of our new releases. Uh, like I said, we're releasing three new videos a week. If you haven't signed up yet, now's your last chance. Pretty much 50 days for free. Get unlimited access to the whole program. Just go to Bashu.tv and click on the sign-up banner on the website. Awesome, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate you being on the, the IM board and all the great questions and, and input. Alex, thank you, man. Good luck this weekend. Thank you. Yeah, I'll let you guys know how it goes when we get done with it on Sunday. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we want updates. Oh, I, I want to give a quick shout-out. Uh, speaking of tournaments, we've got the SUNY College. We've got uh, our own eco bass angler. Uh, his son, Pat Durant, and his team are competing in a national championship out there in oklahoma right now uh so we'll be pulling for them and we'll be giving you guys some update updates on social want to wish the wish those uh guys good luck out there uh for this event and and give a shout out to the eco bass angler thanks everybody for watching riz i will catch up with you tomorrow thanks buddy you got us up and off the ground nice job and uh we'll catch up with all you guys next week good night everybody moment on the water not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minkota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together, the One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count. Why do you love catching fish and rod? I'm truly losing less fish.